I want you to know that no matter where you are in life, no matter how low you have sunk, no matter how bleak your situation, this is not the end. This is not the end of your story. This is not the final chapter of your life. I know it may be hard right now, but if you just hang in there, stick it out, stay with me for a little while, you will find that this tough moment will pass. And if you are committed to using this pain, using it to build your character, finding a greater meaning for the pain, you will find that in time, you can turn your life around and help others going through the same struggles. The world right now is in the middle of a mental health crisis. It's estimated almost half the population suffers from depression at some stage throughout their life. Rather than join the queue, it's important we learn why we get down and then how we can change it. Because believe it or not, we create our own negative feelings and we can also ensure that we turn our lives around and be a positive change for others. The reason anyone gets depressed always comes down to the consistent thoughts we think and the consistent beliefs we hold. Let me say that again. The reason anyone gets depressed always comes down to the consistent thoughts we think and the consistent beliefs we hold. The point here is that anyone that is depressed is so because there is an external factor that didn't materialize in their life. They have lost something outside of their control or don't have something that is out of their control. In school, we are taught how to get a job, but no one teaches us how to live in a state of happiness. No one teaches us how important our conscious and unconscious thoughts and associations are. Is our happiness not worth more than a job? Yes, it is. And before you say happiness won't pay my bills, happiness will pay your bills. When you realize you will be 10 times more energized, focused, and take positive action in your life, when you first choose to develop yourself as a priority and then get to the stuff of the world. I've seen some people who many would consider to have it all in their life because they thought they were not good enough. A thought, a belief within them told them they were not worthy. These people that many were jealous of, many envious of, were not good enough. You must value yourself enough to take the time every single day to work on you, to engage in something that will ensure you are a positive influence on the world. This, of course, doesn't mean life will suddenly be perfect. The same life challenges will show up. But if your mind is strong, if your mind is at peace, your reaction to the challenging times will be very different. Your reaction will be, how can I make this work? Not why is this happening to me? And then others will look to you, not with pity, but with hope. Because your strength will become their hope, their strength. You really can be that powerful. You can ditch the victim story. You can leave the pain behind and focus on how you will react next. 
how you will react positively. Read. Read all you can read to get your mind in a positive place. Take steps to ensure you will be in a better position next time. Whatever pain you are suffering from, how you can ensure it won't show again. Take little steps and soon you will be at the top of the staircase. Don't give up. You are worthy. You are more than worthy. You deserve to experience how great life can be and you owe it to the world to be that positive change for others, to inspire others who will look to you and say, he did it, she did it, and I can do it too. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the LRTPA podcast. I'm your host, Alberto Rodriguez. My co-host GPA is taking the night off. He'll be back next week. But with me today is a very, very good friend of mine, my boy Amir, man. This guy is like the baseball guru. If I have a question about baseball, I ask him or GPA, man, because those two cats right there, they know their baseball. So Amir, man, go, you know, say what's up to everybody and hey, uh, introduce up, yourself. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yeah, just... um and talk to Luis a little bit, get on this podcast, you know, never really done anything like this before, man, but how do I sound, by the way? I've always hated the way I sound over the phone, so yeah, I you, sound, you sound pretty good, man. You sound pretty good. Just uh, <laughs> don't get nervous and uh, just, it's like we're conversating, bro, you know what I'm saying? For sure, sure bro. For sure, yeah. man. Yeah, dude, so so what's up, man? Give us a little background about yourself. Yeah, man, Um, just, uh, you know, grew up here in Vista. You know, come from a Palestinian dad, a Korean mom. You know, we met up in the Bay Area, so I moved to Vista and I was like five or six. I had been from San Jose and, uh, you know, got a little sister here and got a really good job with you, man. Yeah, (laughs) we out there, man. Yeah, man. So it's always good to, uh, it's good to be talking to you here, man. Like, I appreciate, you know, you giving me the opportunity. Yeah, dude, we've been talking about this forever, <laughs> actually. Yeah, for a while. And you know what, man? I think it was, <clears throat> I've been thinking about it for a while now, basically just on kind of, you know, you know, you and I talk a lot and stuff in between and, and, uh, you know how it is for both of us, man. Good days, sometimes not so great days, you know what I mean? But we yeah. keep, right? Yeah, we, we're each fighting our uh, own battles, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, man, and that's the, that's kind of the beautiful thing about life, though, too, man. You know, it's like everyone has their own, you know, struggles, their own stories. Everybody's got a story. Oh, yeah. And so, you know, that's why I think, you know, I enjoy talking to people so much because I'm interested in their story. Yeah. And honestly, part of why I'm, you know, on with you. Yeah here now and I'm glad to be on with you is because I want to be able to share a little bit of my story yeah. here, you know and yeah. you know you know, I came to you recently about talking about this about you know mental illness mental wellness addiction depression you know a lot of us a lot of us suffer from it in one way or another right oh yeah and- yeah bro um I myself suffer from it you know we like I was telling you, you know, you've been th- I've been through some stuff and I'm still going through it. Right. But, um, like, it's okay if 
if it's okay if we you know admit that something is wrong and it doesn't make us any different than the next person it's just our you know people with you know depression anxiety their brains just work a little bit different than your average joe you know what i'm saying so yeah um, no, you, you're right on man yeah. you know it's funny you say that because i was just talking to a buddy of mine yesterday and uh you know i've known this guy for over 10 years and he's a solid dude man he's always like just even keeled just you know just monotone man you know yeah. what I mean? yeah one of those guys though dude that you know i can tell that guy a lot of shit a lot yeah. of shit. and um you know i was telling him yesterday i was kind of telling him about some stuff that's been going on and um, I told him, I said, you know, man, I really envy guys like you, you know, and I, of course, I acknowledge that, you know, again, we all have our own stuff going on, but I said, man, like you, it's okay, man, you know me, I'm the kind of guy that I wear my emotions on my sleeve, you yeah. know what I'm saying, and so, you know, you can see me down the hallways at work. And that's okay, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and so we're basically, I'm the kind of guy who, who wears it, right? Yeah. My boy, dude, he's just such a calm, collective dude, man. And he's so easy to talk to about shit like that. And, you know, I was telling him, I said, man, I envy people who, you know, don't struggle as much as, say, a person like I do with their anxiety. Yeah. And dealing with that shit every day because, you know... It's a bitch, dude, and I know a lot of people, you know, suffer through it. So. Dude, there, there, there's some days, bro. I just want to like curl up in a ball and just fucking cry. Yeah, man. for hours, bro, and cry for hours, and you know, like I'll be happy one minute, and then the next minute I'll be sad, the next minute I'll be mad, and I think about eighty-five percent of the time is like I'll feel like sad, just like it'll just hit me, and I'll feel sad about yeah. what I don't know. It's just right something that just it's just making me feel sad and wow. you know stuff like that happens and it's it's you know the medical term is called chemical imbalance right correct yeah um uh, some of us deal with that some of us have it worse right you know um but it's just it sucks living like that from day to day at times like you sometimes you wake up in the morning bro you don't you don't want to get up like you don't have right. the motivation and then all of a sudden like I don't know if it happens to you, but it happens to me. Like the rage, like happiness is just like, dude, it's like going off the chart, you know, like you're super happy. And then it's just like a downer. And then sometimes you seclude yourself from people because you don't want to be that, you don't want to be that downer, that that person, that negative person, but you're really not trying to be negative. Right. You're just trying to stay afloat like everybody else is. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, man. And you nailed it, dude. Like. You know, there are days, and first off, let me say that um, vulnerability vulnerability in a man is such a, you know, I feel like, you know, our old ways of thinking, our old society, because you and I, man, we're kind of seeing generation to generation how things are more acceptable versus, you know, what we may have grown up with, say, with our parents and shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like vulnerability on a man especially man i think is such an admirable thing because you know beyond stepping out of that that box of you know like oh being a man you're supposed to just hold that shit inside and not you know like 
not show any emotion and just and carry yourself like a man and all that, you know. And you know what, bro? I think, you know, sometimes the way you feel and felt and they still feel and the way I felt and still feel sometimes, you know, you want to you wanna cry, you want to you wanna rage, you know, that's all fucking, that's all normal shit, you know. And uh, it just kind of, you know, comes with the chemical imbalance like you were saying man nothing wrong with anything like that because think about it dude if 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 we would have known what we know about mental illness today you know as much as we do now say back then you know different yeah you know that's what i'm saying man i wonder too because it's not such a taboo thing you know like um man i tell you dude like you know and i appreciate you sharing that with me man about you know your, your you know your not so good days and stuff you know uh, you know it's like i went through uh shit, probably like almost 10 years ago i um i fell in it really bad man like i was so depressed like you said man i didn't want to get out of bed and i don't think at one point i left my bed for about five days um uh, before I found myself on the train tracks one night, dude, at a transit center. Yeah. You know, and I was like, you know, I kind of went over there. I drove over there, you know, it's kind of, you know, just I drove over there, man, basically to see, you know, when the next train would be coming. Yeah. You know, familiarize myself with the next, uh, next incoming train and, you know, put myself there. Yeah. And when I looked up at the sign, man, and I don't, I don't exactly remember what that shit said, but I mean, something about that sign that I saw that night, and uh, it just, like, dude, something fucking just, it's like a, it's like a fucking light bulb went off in my head, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and I realized, I said, man, like, I, I, I don't want to do this, yeah. you know, I have, uh, you know, I don't have kids and stuff, and, you know, like, you know, like, you got a family and shit, dude, and, even for you, it's just hard, man, especially because you got others that depend on you, too. Yeah, but regardless, though, regardless, you have a family, too, bro. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Regardless, you, you have yeah, a family, I, too. Exactly. Um, like, my sister, next... you know, like I've told you before, man, my sister, she's like my best friend, yeah, one of my best friends, you know. Hey, bro, are you tapping on something? Oh, yeah, sorry. Oh, no, it's all good. I feel you, man, I feel you. I'm bad, dude. No, 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 no. Dude, that's the anxiety thing, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you know, hey, you know what my anxiety thing is? My feet are always shaking, bro. I'm always shaking yeah. my feet. See, I got that shit going on too, man. Dude, you know what I got that helps out a lot? It's, it's, it's going to sound funny to the people out there, but dude, you know those fidget spinners? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen those. Dude, buy one of those. Really? Dude. I think one of those will help a lot, you know? Bro. Something. I, I got like wrestling like I'm always either shaking my feet or moving my hands stuff like that dude yeah that fidget spinner works wonders bro man I tell you what dude sometimes I feel like I look like a tweaker and shit man fucking you know moving my fingers all crazy kind of like you know pinching the seams of my shirt and shit just yeah. fucking totally got this like OCD thing going on it happens on. bro it, ha- it, it, it all of it it comes with the territory and yeah, it affects all of us different well right. But, yeah, you know, anxiety, ladies and gentlemen, you know, <laughs> yeah. but like I say, man, I, I'm glad, man, you know, I'm glad we're all glad that you didn't, you know, go that route that night. And uh, 
experience, you know. Um, it's just something everybody's thought about something like that before in their life. And hey, man, for us men, like it's okay to say that we're not okay. Right. It's okay it's to not. say that we need help. Um, it's okay to say that we can't do something. It's okay right. to cry. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel how we want to feel. And it doesn't make us any less of a man than the next person, bro. Um, it just shows that we are human, bro. We're not fucking right. robots. Right. We're not fucking pro. Sometimes I wish we were robots because we'd be programmed to feel no emotions. Right. And it's just, you know, sometimes like for me, you know, the stuff that I've been through is kind of like traumatizing as well. Yeah, yeah. That's why sometimes when I'm working at the hospital and I'm walking through the halls and I go to one of the, you know, ICU area and I see all the right. people there, like that really makes me paranoid. Yeah. Like seeing people there in the hospital sick, it really makes me very, very paranoid right. and scared, bro. Like, I don't know. It, it just, it just, like, I can't shake it when I get home. And it just, like, makes me sad, too. Like, I don't know, man. Like, it really affects me. But I'm starting to get used to it. But still, you know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, yeah. like, like, it, it just, it, it's fucking horrible, bro. Um, But sometimes, like, but it comes to a point to where we just got to man up. Right. Fucking put your big boy pants on and fucking, you know, do what you do what you uh have to do. Have you tried uh like counseling? I tried counseling. Counseling works great. I like counseling. Oh, um, dude, I've been going to therapy for years, man. I actually just saw him today. Yeah. So, you know, funny thing about him too, he's a huge Dodgers fan. He's this older dude. He's an old Jewish guy, and he's he's fucking hilarious, man. Me and him just click really well, and he's a big Dodgers fan, so. Sometimes we'll just be getting into it about, you know, baseball and shit and the Padres, Dodgers, and... Dude, so... so, so you, I've, <laughs> I've reached out. I've had a few therapists over the years. Yeah, I've probably been in therapy, counseling for, you know, at least seven, eight years now. Ultimately, I checked myself in voluntarily to a mental health facility down in uh, San Diego, right? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny, dude, because I was still working at the hospital as well. You know, I still am, and I was, this was back when I was working in the hospital, and, you know, my insurance is telling me, like, oh, you know, you go to try, you go, you, you go to your work and shit, and I said, fuck that, I'm not going to my job, and so, <laughs> you know, like, what the fuck, dude, you think I'm going to go, all my people see me back there and shit, you know, like, what the Hey man, hey. Like, yeah, dude, I'll be getting a few days. <laughs> hey man, I don't want to. I don't want to walk by, bro, and see you handcuffed to the bed. Yeah, exactly, man. No, <laughs> fuck that shit, dude. So I, I felt like you know the better choice would be to uh, you know go somewhere else out of the area to kind of just uh, really kind of you know I didn't care about people knowing who I am, but I felt like just being that close to home would just you know be kind of. It's kind of hard to deal with, you know, so, but, you know, it was cool though, man, you know, I was there for two days, usually they keep you there for three, but I think they just kind of knew that, you know, it's like, all right, this, I, I don't know why, but the doctor agreed to let me out after 48 hours instead of 72, and, you know, and it was cool, and, you know, this was nice about it though, man, really helped me remember why, uh, I'm so, you know, blessed and fortunate in my life because when I was down there, you know, a lot of my friends came down and actually came in and hung out with me, you know, back there. And we were, 
you know, shooting some hoop or playing basketball, you know, a couple of my buddies brought me a burrito, you know, my dad and my sister came down and, uh, you know, so it's like that, that day alone, you know, having like, I think I had like six of my buddies come at different times and come hang with me back there. And then my mom or my dad and my sister, you know, that shit really meant a lot, dude, because, you know, especially at a bad time like that, man. And, you know, see like my people rally around me and shit, you know, make all that, they come all the way down there, you know, get me a burrito. And, uh, you know, by the way, I didn't get that fucking burrito until like half hour later. They had to take that shit apart and look for like weapons and shit in there, bro. Yeah. The, the, the thing is that when you go through stuff like that, you really see who your friends are. Yeah, um, dude, yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. A true friend will be with you at your lowest. And um, a true a true friend is not scared to tell you, hey, you're fucking up. Right. Straight exactly. up. A, a, yeah. real, a real friend will tell you the truth, even if it hurts. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll give you, like, tough love. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, yeah, dude, it's just... It's just shit like that happens And I used to be like Man I don't want people to know This and that is wrong Dude I don't give a fuck What people say no more There's only certain amount of people That have impact on my life Right Those are the ones that That count You know what I'm saying The rest There's people that have No input in your life That That just have no That don't help you succeed In any type of way Their opinions don't matter for shit Absolutely Yeah that's That's what my boy GPA said man Hey man You don't have a A any positive input in my life or what so who cares what you think you know what i'm saying right. so exactly yeah. so exactly. Pe- people are going to talk regardless yeah absolutely and right. i think you know that's just kind of part of you know growing into you know who we are as men and especially yourself like you know you as a provider and a dad a husband and you know doing your thing man like you got a lot of shit going on for yourself dude yeah dude like it's well i mean you don't you all you need uh like you don't need any of that you know any haters or anything any of that bullshit coming your way but you think they're they gonna hate the haters gonna hate though what's that haters gonna hate you know dude, what I'm saying? They always will, man. And hey, and if they don't talk about you, you ain't doing something right. So you gotta yeah. keep them. You gotta keep them in the loop. <laughs> it's funny though, man, because it's like you know sometimes people don't even have to really say anything. Yeah. And you know someone's hating on you. You know what I'm saying? You know they're hating on you. They just kind of like some people just don't want to see people, you know, succeed. Succeed. And oh, move perfect. Forward. Here's a perfect saying, bro. People want to see you do good, bro. But they don't want to see you doing better than them. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. There's always that. And I think, you know, one thing that you know, one thing that I've developed over the last few years, man, because I've man, I've done so much research on this stuff. And um, you know, going back to school. Um, How's that going? It's good, man. You know, I'm just waiting for the semester to start in August. You what know, are you going to school for? Uh, trying to get in the nursing program, man. Okay, okay, okay. I see you. Yeah, How you much know. longer of that do you have? Oh, man. I got uh, four more classes. I take one more biology class, and I take my prerequisites, and then I apply for nursing. Oh, shit. Okay. So, yeah, man. I'm hoping that I can get in at a local school. Otherwise, I might be looking to go out of state or something, man. Yeah. Are you looking, uh, if it all works out here... You looking to stay where you're at, nursing there? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Ultimately, dude, I'd like to go back to where we are, man. Yeah. You know what I'm As an RN. Yeah. I love that hospital, dude. Like, I love working there, work with good people like yourself, man. That's how you and I met. That's how you and I are talking right now because of that building, right? Yep. Yeah, man. And, you know, I went through a little, you know, you know, a little rough patch a couple months ago, but I bounced back, you know. Uh, dude, absolutely, man. Well, you're a resilient guy, man. That's why I like talking to you. And, you know, you have a, you have another way of going about it. And, uh, and you know, like I said, like, I'm the kind of guy that wears it pretty well. And over the years, I've gotten to know you. You're, you're, you remind me, uh, you're like the strong, silent type of guy. Yeah, you like, you, you'll see it in my facial expression. Sometimes I'm not yeah. in the mood. <laughs> you won't you won't talk unless you actually want to talk and you yeah keep who you talk to about yeah dude it. sometimes you'll see me walking down the hall and i'm quiet bro like i just don't want to yeah man i respect that shit. i just but it's always when i see you it's like always 100 bro it's always good no matter what always um, love it always has been man uh dude even you know i still have people come and ask tell me man like oh man i miss your cooking it's not good no more <laughs> you know like oh, oh my God. Yeah, dude absolutely because you know some people just kind of phone it in you know what i'm saying and i remember we used to go there i used to hook you up you know what i'm saying yeah, absolutely man people good. know dude like who you know down there man so i just say hey you know call who you know yeah <laughs> bro let's get on to you know let, let, let let's switch up to something more you know let's let's go on something positive bro i mean this is positive that we're talking about bro bro what is going on, man? Where do you see the Padres going? Oh, man. Well, it's tough, man, because, you know, 53 and 40, man, at the All-Star break. And first off, let me say, man, I mean, this break, oh, man, these few days off is so good, not only for the team, but for us fans, too, man. Because honestly, bro, you know, we always talk, you know, we always talk baseball during baseball season. You know, we're always talking like Raiders football during football season. And, and so we know how passionate we are, right? Yeah. And so sometimes, dude, you just get so caught up in it, bro, that it's such a, like they've been so fucking inconsistent, you know, consistently inconsistent, bro. You know, next thing you know, they're rattling off seven, eight, nine wins in a row. Then they're losing five in a row. They're getting swept by the Rockies. Or the, you know, losing a series to the Mariners. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> shit like that. Yeah, well, um, that didn't happen. Honestly, bro, I'm just hoping for a better second half. The biggest concern I have right now is starting pitching. Man, because, you know, you Darvish, number one guy's out. Blake Snell, who hasn't even really been you know, performing up to Blake Snell standard is on the I.L. as well. And, you know, now this rookie, rookie Ryan Weathers, man, and he's been pretty solid. The kid's 20, 21, I believe. Kid's a fucking beast, man. I mean, his dad used to play uh, for the majors, decent pitcher. And this kid just, he's a, he's a bulldog out there, man. You know, he just wants the ball, dude. He just wants to get fed the rock and do his job, and he's been pretty good at it. Um, but he fucking hyperextended his knee, his oh, last start. And, yeah, so he's going to be out, uh, you know, two to three weeks. And 
So, and then, you know what, and that's also, man, the bullpen has been pretty taxed, man. Because starting pitching with all the problems there, you know, Chris Paddock, um, you know, hasn't been, he's just not who he was in 2019. Yeah, you know? who, who is the biggest threat to you for the Padres? To the, the Padres, honestly, man, it's got to be the Giants, dude. Oh, man, everybody says the Giants, the silent killers, man. And you know what? I'm kind of excited too, but also I still feel like Padres can beat them. I still really think that, man. You're not the only one. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I know a lot of Padres fans, bro, like you, like yourself, my co host, my bro, GPA dude, big. And then I know some other people too that he knows that they're just very loyal fans. And we talked about this on the last show. Um, Yeah. I, uh, I remember every time I listen to you guys, I know some, a lot of Padres talk comes up, man. I'd, I'd love to talk some baseball with all you guys. Yeah, dude, we, we have to get you back on the show. But, dude, that we were talking about, you know, on Instagram, you might see me crack a Padres joke, a Dodgers joke. But at the end of the day, it's all jokes. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. But then well, the issue with the people is the, the ones that are not really fans. They're just in it because they're winning right now. And right. as soon as they lose, they forget about them. You know, yeah, I, I really like to sit and conversate and joke around with the real fans, the ones that, yeah, you know, like my Raiders, dude. They only want say they would have gone one, only won one game the whole season. Hey, right. I'm still loyal. I'm still representing. I'm still posting. Hey, That's man. like you got to be like loyal to the soil, bro. Loyal to the soil, bro. Hey, you know what, man? You remember me saying all over the years, you know, one thing I respect about the Raiders, because you know I'm not a Raiders fan. I don't really. Oh, yeah, I know that. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I just like football, but yeah. I, I do like the Raiders, man, as far as, you know, the organization itself, so rich in history and all that, a lot. I, I personally feel like the Raiders, um, football is better with teams like the Raiders, the Cowboys, you know, teams with Niners, it's uh, being, uh, you know, in the playoffs. When they're Dude. good, good. Well, uh, sorry, to, sorry to cut you off. What do you think about Las Vegas getting a baseball team now. What do you think about that? I mean, if it's going to be any team, it's got to be the A's, right? Yes. I heard that they want out. Yeah, man. I mean, that place is a dump. How do you get anything? You know, California doesn't really have the best history of, you know, politics and sports and all that, which is, you know, that, that's fine. I mean, that's that's up to, you know, that's out of our hands, right, for the most part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I think that would be great, man, honestly. You know, if they built, built another stadium across from, uh, you know, the new black hole, the Death Star, right? That's what yeah. they call it, right? The Death Star? Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, put it across from there and... Dude, you know, their, their value just, like, quadruple the, the Raiders' yeah. value. Yeah. It's just, dude, that's bringing in so much money to Vegas. That stadium itself is going to be for a lot of concerts. Yeah, the NFL bro. draft. Dude, the NFL draft is going to be dope out there. You know, yeah. sooner or later, it's going to be a Super Bowl. No, yeah. absolutely. It's just it's, like... It should be one this, you know, come in January, dude. Yeah, Mark Davis, like, really got smart. And it's like, you know what? I'm going to go to Vegas. And it's just, it was an excellent move. And... A lot of people compare it to the Chargers move, but I don't think it was exactly the same. Not um, at all. I still think the Chargers got the shit end of a deal. Uh, yeah, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Um, how did you 
because you know we used to talk Chargers football, me and you, oh, yeah. and Raiders, Chargers. How did yeah. you feel when you found out that the Chargers were leaving to LA? You know, man, I'll be honest with you, dude. Like, I mean, I don't know if you remember me saying I was never really a Chargers fan, anyway. Yeah. But when they left, and when I heard they were leaving, you know, I honestly I didn't really care for that because you know, I didn't like that because you know for the city, man, you know, it's like yeah. We need, we want to be a sports town. We're a big city, you know. A lot of big cities have sports towns, and you know, having a major league baseball team and an NFL team, I mean, that's that's the huge. package, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, fuck, dude. You know, can we, you know, just hold on to something? But when you know the Chargers with the Spanoses, man, just like probably one of the most inept organization and in, in organizations in all of North American sports, man. Yeah, I heard they're gonna have to sell. I heard, and that they they want to make them relocate. I don't know if that's true or not, because from what I heard, they haven't paid off their like their fees to their moving fees or what some some shit like that. It's, it's, they have their rent, huh? Yeah, and it's hard to go into a market, bro, where it's all Rams and Raiders. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I'm and saying? People do, yeah, and that's what we, you know, that's what I've said before too, man. I mean, when it comes to LA, it's, it's like so the Padres going to LA. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's not yeah. gonna. It wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? No, not at all, dude. Not at all. So it's like LA would always be a Lakers town, yeah. always through and through. Always. So as far as like you ask me, man, when it comes to LA sports, it's like number one, the Lakers. You know, two, you have uh, the Raiders, probably up there with you know as far as like the following, like most LA people I know are Raiders fans. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And of course they're Dodgers fans. Yeah. So it's like you got like you know those three right there. That's that's the that's the big shit right there. Those are the big deals right there, right? Yeah, and you exactly. I mean, the Rams. I mean, yeah, they used to be there before, but I mean, how many people? Uh, I didn't, I don't know. I had a neighbor years ago who still was a Rams fan when they left for St. Louis too. But I haven't you know, seen a lot of Rams fans. That's what I'm saying, man. It's just like you know, nice try, Stan. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just fucking. You know, it's a Raiders town, dude. As yeah. far as football goes, that's a Raiders town, dude. Yeah, I think it was like, but you know, the one thing about the Raiders and certain other teams, no matter where they go, there's going to be fans. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, dude, that's that's another thing. You know, I was going to say earlier, I remember telling you, you know, over the uh, over the kitchen there that oh, yeah. you know, I said, one thing I know that I respect about the Raiders and their organization is that, you know, their fan base, especially. No matter what they win or lose, they'll still they'll still cheer like assholes, man. <laughs> yeah, dude, <laughs> and fight like assholes, dude. Like it's crazy. <laughs> These sports fights are nuts, bro. Like it's oh, fucking crazy. Did you watch the? Uh, was it the game yesterday? Oh, the home run derby. Yeah. Um, I tuned in a little bit, man, but not too much. You know, I mean, I kind of lost interest in the, you know, all star game and everything. I didn't even watch the All-Star game tonight, but I kind of kept up with Homer and Derby. I saw Pete Alonzo won that shit. Oh, did he? I don't know why, man. Something about that dude fucking just... I know he's a nice guy and all, and I'm not trying to hate on him, but I think just as a Padres fan, you know, there's kind of a little history between him and Chris Paddock, and I don't know. I just feel like... uh, I don't know. He's not my favorite player, I'll say that. Yeah, uh, well... 
Datis and King Griffey Jr. Man, I don't know if you've seen that picture all over the internet. No, I haven't. Yeah, there was a picture of a uh, Datis meeting Ken Griffey Jr. Oh wow! Yeah, and I was like, holy shit, El Nino, El Nino, and he met the That's kid. Awesome. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. You know what? You know, that's cool that you mentioned that because I wanted to ask you, you know, your opinion, if you have one on, you know, these uh, unwritten rules or, you know, what the old school guys saying, you know, the whole play the game the right way or shut up and play sort of thing versus the new style with guys like Toddy and, you know, when. When, when Griffey was playing, you know, with like backwards hat, you know, doing BP and, you know, all that sort of thing versus the, you know, the, you know, like the big thing about the back flip now versus just, you know, trotting around the bases and just putting the bat down like the way you're supposed to do it. Oh, you know, yeah. That, man? Like it's, it's getting soft, bro. Like just like football. Like, yeah, it, it's going to evolve and it's going to be in a way for well, football and baseball, two different stories. I don't know, man. I just think it's everybody's so damn sensitive now, dude. Yeah. You hit a home run, you got to put the bat down. And I used to see, right. damn, uh, what's his name? Uh, Mark McGuire, bro. When he slam a home run, he just like flipped the bat and threw it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, like, man. And people would get offended. Offended. Uh, they wouldn't get offended. But now, you, they do that. They're like, dude, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Wasn't it, wasn't it when Tatis hit that home run against uh, the Rangers that everybody was pissed off at him? Oh, my because God. Because... Bases loaded, he goes in, slams a home run, grand slam, and people were mad about that. Like, why are you mad about it? Oh, he shouldn't, he shouldn't have hit the ball. Why not? Yeah, and um, and that was one of those things too. You know, right there, that moment, that game. You know, you see Jace Tingler, rookie manager, and he came from Texas, bro. So it's like all his buddies are on the other side of that dugout, right? And they already had a large lead. So it's like swinging on 3-0 like that. Um, why not? Why, why not, right? But, after, you know, but again, it goes back to the whole, you know, playing the game the right way thing. And their whole way of thinking in the Rangers dugout, which essentially, you know, Chase Tingler felt the same way, was that, no, oh, you shouldn't have done that. You know, yeah. What do you? It's total bullshit. You yeah. know. What do you? What do you, know, what do you think about? What do you? Here. What do you think about? Um, uh, GPA was telling me about this, that these players now they put like some type of stuff on their finger to make them throw the ball faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, you know, dude, that's something I haven't really had too much of an opinion or formed an opinion about honestly because you know i don't know man you're as a sports fan you know that old saying they say you ain't cheating you, you ain't, ain't trying <laughs> you know what i mean and i'm not saying you know i agree with that necessarily but i mean we all know that you know in reality all teams will do what they can to get an advantage whether they know whether they know they're doing something it shouldn't be intentionally or not it's like the what is it the rangers right the ones that cheated oh no was it houston oh, yeah see that shit was just blatant as fuck dude like they knew what the fuck they were doing <laughs> but you know, they, they weren't trying <laughs> and you know what that could be i would look forward i would like to actually talk about that a little we'll run it bro run it what's your thought with gta and shit you know what I mean? oh yeah All the baseball guys and stuff but um you know but no man you know so 
the reason why I mentioned that because I was talking to my therapist about today. We're talking a little baseball, right? And he's he's gonna be in his like sixties, older guy, really cool dude though, and a big Dodgers fan, like I said, right? So he told me last uh, last week when I was there, he said when we were talking, and he said, you know, the three biggest assholes for the Padres hit one, two, and three. <laughs> he said. <laughs> he said the transition, Fernando Tatis and Manny Machado. Okay. What do you they, think of Machado, bro? What's that? What do you think of Machado? Oh, I fucking love that guy, man. Can I be honest with you about something for real? Yeah, go for it, man. He's my this favorite is... player, man. I He's love Tati. I love Tati, man. Yeah. I love that kid. But Manny, I'm the Manny guy myself, dude. Yeah. <clears throat> you know what that guy does to that team, that clubhouse, you know, that people won't see or choose not to see, you know, and I'll be honest with you, probably <clears throat> catches all this shit because he's not Bryce Harper. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, you, you know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. People can take that for what they will, but I'm sure they know what I'm saying too. Yeah. Um, I was talking to GPR about Tati's and he's, you know, what his words were like, he still has, you know, he still has a lot to prove himself, you know, to play without getting hurt. So, yeah, he's, yeah absolutely. He and still has a lot to prove. What do you think about that? I, I agree with you, man. I agree with you. Honestly, I'm glad that he has been able to stay healthy this far, you know, minus the whole shoulder thing and all that. And I, I, I know with anything that goes on with that kid, like, dude, he could, you know, he could fucking stub his toe and they'll keep him out for like a week or 10 days. Yeah, you know, and they're so careful yeah. with that kid, which I'm not mad at. You know, it's like he he has this bad shoulder. Thankfully, it's not his throwing arm. So you know, apparently it happened in the minor leagues, and he's kind of had issues with his shoulder. Most likely, he's gonna have to have surgery on it in the offseason. Yeah, uh, but dude, that you know, jump he did, bro, that jump he did, holy shit! How the fuck do you jump twice in the air, man? Holy shit. You know, I think we talked about that at work the other day. Yeah, I had to hit you up because I know like Amir's going to have something to say about this. Oh dude, that was a fucking unbelievable catch. Bro. He's a stud, dude. Kid's a stud, man. You know, it's like, that, 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 that's why, you know, going back to the old, old school ways, man. It's bullshit, you know. My therapist will say, you know, go just run the bases. Just run the bases. Why fucking make this whole big... Uh, episode out of it and I'm here just like you know again you and I and guys that are our age we grew up with that sort of thing where you know the guys who just ran the bases they just drop the bat act like they've been there before sort of thing you know that whole shit yeah versus now it's like you know you got a guy like Tim Anderson uh, you know player from the White Sox young black kid who I think it's just amazing for the sport having someone, you know, uh, another minority like that, you know, especially a young, you know, black kid like that coming up and, you know, maybe, you know, just really making a name for himself, putting his team on the map. And he, he did this epic bat flip a couple of years ago, man. And the thing about it too, is that he didn't, he wasn't an asshole about it though. You know, yeah. all he did was stare at his dugout and he yelled something at the dugout, probably, you know, like just firing him up. And the pitcher got upset and it turned this whole thing, you know, and it's like a guy can't even celebrate, you know, um, you. 
Thank you, man. Uh, you know, a big moment like that. Helping his team. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That shit pisses me off, dude. And so, again, again, man, like, I don't want to, you know, keep throwing this out there, but I really feel like it has a lot to do with where we're at in our uh, generation. Yeah, our political climate, too, man. Hey, bro, every First time. Hey, every time you think about a pitcher getting mad, I just think of one person, bro. Bumgarner, bro. Oh, my God, dude. You know, it's so funny, man, because I was thinking about that shit earlier, dude. What a bitch, dude. What a big fucking baby, dude. You know what I mean? He's just I, I kind of like that guy, bro. I Dude, I mean, he's a solid... <laughs> he's a solid pitcher, man. He is. I mean, he was, dude. I mean, that guy... Especially, you know, back, uh, you know, 10, 12, and 14 when he won those rings with San Francisco. It was like, after that, man, so he's been solid, dude. I would definitely love that guy. Like, he won them that World Series there. Uh, I think it was 2014 that he came in the bullpen, out of the bullpen, on three days rest. He, like, he was MVP that out. year. Yeah, I remember he he fucking knocked some runs in and all that. I mean, he was he was pretty solid that season. Yeah, he, oh. he's a popper too. And he can hit the ball. Dude, but, I remember when he was staring down that the the umpire, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Joe West, man. Yeah, that's another big boy too, man. He was just fucking staring him down, bro. Just like two big country bumpkins, man. Yeah, I'd be like, well, what the fuck are you gonna do? You know yeah, what I'm what saying? Gonna do exactly, man. Make a move first and shit. Bro, I just feel like if I would myself would have played sports like in the league when I was a kid, I think I would have been that guy like that would have been saying like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Man. Like I'm not made for sports, bro. Like I, my, I, I, I probably would admit I would have bad sportsmanship, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> You know what, man? That's one thing I've learned. I grew up playing baseball and skateboarding and all this. And, you know, besides, you know, uh, skateboarding, I mean, baseball and games like that, it's a very humbling thing, man, especially as a kid. You know, you got the kids and, you know, especially maybe as a parent when, you know, your, your boy grows up and starts playing, you know, Little League or soccer or whatever, you may see, all right, well, maybe he... He does take after me. Maybe he's just not that athletic. You know what I mean? Yeah. As long as he's having fun, though, right? Yep. As long as that's that's all that matters now, dude. Like, yeah, yeah, dude, just having fun, and uh, you know, that's what I say. Being competitive is awesome, man. Yeah. You gotta be competitive, especially when you're playing sports. But what? And just have fun, right? You know, now that we're talking about baseball, bro. Um. Yeah. What do you think about that picture from the Dodgers and that sex scandal or whatever? Have you been hearing about that? Ooh, man, that is a good, good, that's, man, that's heavy shit, huh? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Honestly, man, like, the thing about it is, okay, like, I'll never, never been the one to discredit anybody on either side right out of the gate because personally, I'm not, you know, involved in it. And as someone who's not, you know, I'm not an investigator, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a cop, you know what I'm saying? I'm not, none of those things to where I feel like I can actually really form a solid opinion on whether or not I think it was bullshit or what was true. But I honestly, man, just 
if she consented to that stuff, that's fine. You know, people are into freaky shit. You know what I'm saying? And that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like, who would have known? Trevor's into some freaky shit, you know? But, yeah, that's the case. You know, she's telling him, she's telling him, like, fucking, oh, yeah, choke me out. Bring on the pain. And, you know, one thing to consent to it, man. But then, you know, she's saying that he took it too far, you know, possibly allegedly giving her concussion, punching her in the face, trying to uh, sodomize her while she was uh, unconscious and stuff. And shit. The shit that just is too far. But you know, the thing is, my dude, is that the thing about it is, man, is that Trevor Bauer, bro, has a reputation already, man. Like, he's a yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know none about him. Till my boy told me about him this morning actually he's a strange cat dude he i mean in a way i've always liked the guy you know as a as a pitcher especially but yeah. also i love that how uh how he was just this not this normal uh you know like i say like you know run-of-the-mill pitcher like he wasn't very he's he's honest as fuck you know he was a character dude when he was at the indians if anybody out there is a baseball fan and knows Trevor Bauer or liked him before any of this, go on YouTube and look on Trevor Bauer raps. He was he made some rap, he made a rap song while he was with the Indians way back in the day. And this is when Mark Reynolds was playing. The good old Indians, bro. Good old Indians, man. Chief Wahoo's still Indians, you know. What Dude, I'm that sucks about Chief Wahoo, bro. I know. You know, it's funny. My buddy and I were just talking about that the other day, you know, but um. But yeah, I mean, Trevor, dude, like I said, I've always liked him, but he's always had these antics, you know, where he just, he's, like, he, he's unpredictable, you know, he kind of just marches to the beat of his own drum. He, he has his own YouTube channel, and uh, <laughs> even when he was in, in the locker room, I mean, I heard that he'd be bringing his video cameras in and making videos and kind of rub some of the players the wrong way. Yeah, I heard that MLB don't like him either. Dude, I mean, he's he's just he's just good, you know. He won the Cy Young last year. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, the Dodgers didn't even really need him. The only reason why they signed him is because, you know, the Padres made the moves they did with Darvish and Snell. You know, they already had a solid starting five. They just added a sixth guy because they had the money and because, you know, like uh, I think it was Andrew Friedman himself. You know, yeah, we we noticed what the Padres are doing down there. Yeah, a lot of honestly, dude, a lot of Dodgers fans I know they didn't like that signing. They didn't want him in the first place because of all that shit. Yeah, but you know? let me let me ask you this: Who do you see now? Who do you see in the World Series? Oh man, you know the Sox, dude. The Red Sox are are really hot right now. But you know, as far as the American League goes, you never count out the Tampa Bay Rays, though, man. You know, and, but, okay, so you have, like, teams like, uh, you look at the AL West, man. Like, even your Mariners are over 500, right? But they're, what, like, 8, 9, 10 games behind the Astros? Fucking horrible. Yeah, man. Let's see, you know, it's like, as the Mariners stands, you know, it's, it's, I can imagine, it's discouraging because, I mean, Mariners haven't had really a winning season in fucking forever. And now they're at the all-star break with, uh, you know, a record over 500, you know, but still so many games out uh, from the Astros. And the A's are always in it, dude. The A's are always in it, you know. But as far as, you know, honestly, I think 
oh man, it'd be hard to say, but if I had to pick today, I'd probably go with uh, probably go Red Sox and uh, hate to say probably the Giants. You know, yeah. you don't see the as of right now because I mean I'm a Padres fan, bro. You know that, but I mean like I'm just being honest with you, dude. They got swept by the uh, by the Rockies in Colorado. And Colorado comes through here, and they fucking take two out of three of them, and they make this, make these chumps look like, you know, fucking Cy Young out there. Yeah. And it's just it's fucking embarrassing, man. That's why I was saying earlier, it's like this break is. It's like they 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 destroyed the fucking Dodgers. Yeah, it's like and how that, the fuck do you yeah you sweep the Dodgers, you win seven out of ten games out of, uh, from the Dodgers, you get swept by the Rockies. And, you know what I mean? It's it's, it's crazy, man. Didn't they play like, the Diamondbacks? They played the Diamondbacks. They they got they've been pretty well against them, but I mean it's, it's I mean you, you you look at a you look at a team's record, you know, like say like a team like the Diamondbacks, they come into town, you know, and the Padres think one like uh, five straight, seven straight maybe, and the Diamondbacks came to town. And the Diamondbacks lost 23 games straight on the road, right? Yeah. So you go in almost and it's like, fuck, you can't be that one team. You know, it's almost like this pressure on to not be that team who gives them their first win on the road and snap that streak, right? Yeah. And guess what fucking happened? You know what I'm saying? They snapped that streak, dude. Yeah. They're losing. But, you never uh, know, bro. You never know. You never know. And that's another thing I was going to mention, dude. Bro, it's like football, man. Any given Sunday. You know, that old saying, dude. Because you don't know what's going to happen, uh, you know, any day, man. Because these these are major league hitters, man. Yeah. And even the worst team is better than, you know, any other team, I guess. Exactly. They're, they're all they're all capable, dude. Any given to any given day, any one sixty two, bro. Anything can happen. Yeah. All right, man. Here, here, here. Here's the big question. I told you I was going to ask you. Yes, sir. About you know baseball. Take your top five players from back in the days from our era. Your our. your Barry Bonds, your you know um, Mark McGuire's, your Sammy Sosa's, your King Griffey Juniors, your. Hmm, Cal Ripken, your Tony Gwynn's. Those... I've named a few of them right there. I mean, obviously, Tony's going to be my number one. Obviously. Yeah. Okay, so say all, all those people I just named, right? Yeah. Take them all at their prime and put them in the game now. How do you think they would do against all these young rookies coming up? Like young pitchers and hitters? Yeah. Oh, man. You know, see, like, I think the way, I think the way baseball's played now, man, as far as the way Major League Baseball has made it as, you know, as complicated as it is, that I could see, I could still see Barry Bonds, you know, mashing home runs with his big fucking head and, and all that, you know, and, uh, Mark McGuire, of course, Sammy Sosa, but see, and, and the kid, man, see, I've always liked him, but I've known him more, like, you know, just for what he, he brought to the game and, uh, and that sort of thing. Like, to me, when I think of Ken Griffey Jr., I think about 
you know, being the kid, being that guy, the the young dude who who brought the swag to baseball. You know what I'm saying? And have the stats to bring you to uh, to back it up. And well, honestly, I, mean, I don't know, man. It's hard to say how I think they would do, but I can say I, I feel like the pitch thing nowadays is so much harder. And um, you know, before this whole sticky substance thing, I mean, guys were were just throwing heat, throwing gas, man, with so much movement. And so, you know, I wonder how some of that shit would have translated back then. I mean, we still had a few guys out there, like Randy Johnson, that could, you know, curl it up there and with the movement. Oh, Randy Johnson, bro. Uh. Remember when he fucking, you see that video when he fucking nailed that seagull? Yeah. <laughs> he fucking nailed that seagull, dude. I was thinking about King Griffey Jr. when he, I think they were playing Baltimore. Uh-huh. And, uh, jumped up and broke his wrist black against the wall oof I think he missed like 70 games or some shit like that it was pretty bad bro Um, nah dude but these so so you think they would have been kind of a little bit too rough for this game nowadays or it would have been like not challenging enough I think it would be I still think it would be challenging uh, but no man, like I said, I could still see Barry just still mashing, man. GPA but, told me, GPA told me that from his point of view, uh-huh. Barry Bonds didn't need all that enhancement because he was a good ball player. Right, right. I've heard people say that too, and he was. I mean, he he was obviously it's probably why he wanted to enhance his ability, right? You know, yeah. they all just fucking hit bombs all the time. Those guys were fucking jacked and juicy, bro. Like, fucking yeah. ripped. Yeah, dude. Fire, bro. McGuire. Fuck, man. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> was like the size of my head, dude. Also, <laughs> you hear my dog, bro? My dog, my shepherd. Yeah, I hear it, man. I'm looking at mine right now. Yeah. <laughs> also, be quiet. Yeah, yeah. man. But, uh, yeah. Dude, those guys are <laughs> fucking beat. Okay, so now you take players from now and put them back in... In their eras, how do you think they would do? Like your Tati's, your Tati's Machado. Uh, damn, fuck. When I think of, okay, when I think of those two guys right there, I think those are, you know, gen- those those guys are Hall of Famers, dude. Like Manny is a fucking stud. And I don't give a fuck who would argue against that. That kid, that guy's going to be in Cooperstown one day. You know, I feel like he would have played well back in those days even. Yeah, absolutely. Because his abilities and Tatis' abilities on the field and what they do with the Batman can transcend any generation of baseball in my opinion. And, you know, all it goes the same for the other guys you mentioned too. But, I mean, as far as what I remember, what I'm seeing as of late, you know, as a, as a more, you know, uh, you know, grew up with this team, and um, I just I can see those two guys honestly like I Dude. think they would be fine anywhere. Ken Caminiti. Oh man, Sad. I have a baseball card um, saying he was my favorite player. Sad, was, sad story for that guy, bro. I know, it really was, man. I heard an interview with his mom um, years ago talking about him, and you know that guy had some a lot of demons he was battling too, man. And, uh, 
So, you know, kind of, you know, like we were kind of talking about earlier, dude, all that shit, man, doesn't matter who you are. I mean, Cammy was, uh, you know, he was, he was an all-star too. Guy was an animal out there. All the fucking, he could do it all. Glove, third base, you know, hitting. Love seeing that guy play. You know, Tony and Steve Finley and all those guys. Like, in the 90s, back at Jack Murphy, man, those were the fucking days. But anyways, um, but yeah, with him, man, it's like, you realize he was, he was battling so many demons, man. And he was dealing with the, the cocaine addiction and, you know, and of course, the, the steroids thing and stuff, you know, and eventually took his life man some people don't get a choice bro you know what i'm saying yeah yeah well you know it's like when you know it's when your time's up time is up man yeah. when the man comes calling for you dude it's time to go home yeah hey um i was gonna ask you what is your outlook on this whole covid Oh man, I mean, as far as like where we're at now or what we've been through. What we've been through, the whole kit and caboodle, bro. Well, you know what I've been doing since this whole pandemic. And, you know, I didn't mention it earlier, but you know, I was in the ICU full time, you know, since the beginning. Oh, so, dude, what we see every day, every time somebody says something about COVID, bro, it just pisses me off. Like, oh, I'm yeah. not going to get, oh, I'm not going to get vaccinated. And, if it comes from a friend that I know that I BS around with, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to get back in it. I respect that. But if it comes from like strangers, like, dude, fucking come take a stroll, dude. Yeah. Like, well, that's when it becomes, you know, it's become such a political thing. You know what I mean? Versus like, you think too, man, a lot of people don't want to get vaccinated. Most of them are, you know, most likely conservative and just have had a, such a, a strong stance on COVID and all this from the beginning. And that's yeah. fine, dude. You know, like, bro, my best friend, a lot of my buddies are, you know, like hardcore Trumpers and shit like that. Yeah. And um, like you were saying, when people would talk about COVID, how it, you know, it makes you upset and stuff. And for me, you know, at first, you know, it really, really bothered me a lot, man. So I really didn't want to fucking talk about it at all. It would make me upset because, you know, people would try and tell me this shit isn't real. And, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going in these rooms, dude, you know, and all that. And, uh, but so now, you know, when I hear that, you know, I just, you know, just say, you know, I respect that, you know, I can't, I'd say, you know, I mentioned I did, but, you know, cause I felt safe and I felt okay afterwards, but it's not for everybody. And, you know, I just got to kind of respect that thing. I got the, I got the vaccine. I, yeah. You know, I felt like a little. Yeah, we were one of the first, dude. Huh? We were one of the first, bro. <laughs> yeah, we were. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, were, we were the guinea pigs, bro. Yeah. You know? But hey, dude, I've done drugs, bro. So this shit's nothing new. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. What's a little needle in the arm and shit, man? <laughs> I had somebody tell me, like. Crystal meth and shit, man. Yeah, some lady asked, like, "Aren't you scared to get the vaccine in your body?" I'm like, "Lady, I've done drugs, okay." <laughs> yeah, you, don't even, you don't even know what I put in my body. <laughs> a little heroin, smoke yeah, a little yeah. heroin, dude. A little meth, dude. Yeah, you know, yeah. just a little bit of this, a little bit of that, right? Yeah, couple, couple of <laughs> fucking no. bikes, couple bike ins, dude. Don't, don't yeah. try and tell me you're scared about what's in the vaccine. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> 
I do know some people that get kind of sick from it, but uh, ultimately, well, I feel fine. Most people I know did just fine. A lot of the cases right now with the COVID is people that are not vaccinated. Yeah, yeah. I think we have uh, 10 COVID patients right now, and nine of them were not vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah, you see. Uh, fortunately, dude, the ones I've seen, the ones that we have right now, aren't. They're not in the ICU. Well, I think, you know what? No, I think, I think one got transferred there the other day. I don't know if that got intubated or not, but, um, I mean, yeah, it's, like, I, I get kind of, uh, you know, to from going from zero for so long, you know, during the summer and all that, to, you know, going to my middle morning huddle at work and hearing that, you know, we have 10 in the hospital, and I, I, I get kind of, it triggers me a little bit, bro, you know? I'm just Same like, here, bro can't fucking deal with this again bro like yeah i've never seen you know that amount i've never dealt with so many dead people bro i mean like i was picking bodies up off the floor because we had no room to put anybody what the fuck yeah bro like fucking we had our morgues that we have there we have an overflow morgue outside the big storage container that's the refrigerator right we have the bottom morgue at the hospital four people so all together you have like eight trays for you know these uh these bodies right and at one point we had 13 so we were missing so we had to fucking rotate people in and out of the freezers we had the i've I've walked in and saw a body on the floor of someone that i put in there the night before on a gurney mind you but then somehow when i went back that next day to bring somebody else that person that i put in there the night before was on the floor now and it's just kind of just kind of fucks with your head a little bit big time um and uh you know man uh yeah man i can't it was nuts dude yeah you see the ones that were alive dude in the icu bro i mean we had like 22 covid patients and like i think 15 of them were all on vent and you know and bro it the sad thing was too man like all of them mostly all of them dude were all hispanic you know latino yeah you know what i'm saying and it was sad bro because you know i would you know we'd, we'd get these people and you know they're not old you know they're, they're people with families dude you know yeah. like you know, you see, like, I, and then you see them, like, kind of going out in the worst way, man, and for, you know. Scary, bro. You know, weeks or months, dude, we have them there, and they're pretty much dead, but we're just keeping them alive for, you know, it's, it's crazy, man. But then you had, you had, into it. Yeah. you had those ones that, <laughs> you had those ones that you thought were done, but they survived. Right, exactly, and we've had... I don't know if you remember that one guy that actually went home. Um, that was a big thing. Um, that was really cool. Because that dude, man, I thought he was fucked for sure, man. Oh, the guy that was on the news? Yeah, yeah. Such a cool dude, man. He's a really nice guy, man. Really nice dude. Yeah. And a lot of the other... Uh, that's the thing I was sad about, man. Just like all the people that, you know, I interacted with on it. Um, just so nice, man. Yeah, all over the world, bro. It was crazy. Saying, dude, like, I mean, you know, just, just like you could tell, like, uh, you know, they could feel, 
they could feel the love and we felt the love that we were getting from them, you know, because it was tough, man, to see people going through that, you know, not being able to breathe and, you know, it's just, uh, that, that's a, man, oh, man, yeah, that's a whole other uh, story. Whole other, <laughs> yeah, man. Dude, I had somebody a while ago, maybe about last month, I went grocery shopping after work and I was wearing my work uniform. And I just had some guy just say, hey, man, thank you, you know, for working in the hospital during these hard times. And I felt like I, I personally felt like I didn't make a big difference working there as like you guys, the nurses and stuff like that. But, well, you know, I understand why you would say that. But do you think about it too, man, because you were still working in the, in the kitchen, I believe, too. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so, dude, think about this, though, man. If you weren't there behind the grill, man, you know, for me to come through and hit you up like, hey, bro, hook me up with your, you know, my, you know, remember my order, man, the veggie omelet with the real eggs. Yep. <laughs> the avocado, you know. Yep. And, uh, and dude, that that made my morning, bro. I'm there for 12 hours, man. And coming there and seeing you and get to bullshit about sports with you and get to eat a good meal on my break, man. That's yeah. huge. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's like everybody. I always felt this way too, man. No matter what you do, bro. You know, you could be, you know, working behind the grill. You could be, uh, you know, mowing somebody's lawn. You could be, you know, dropping off somebody's mail or packages. We're, we're all contributing to something. You know, to some type of way. Yeah, dude. Especially, you know, like that guy, you know, just showing you love and, you know, maybe you didn't realize the impact you were making. Maybe you didn't realize how direct your impact was. You know, with guys, people like us, man, because I wasn't the only one coming to downtown to get food from you. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, man, thank you. you know, yeah, dude. Well, thank you. you what you do now bro because i mean without you now we we all gotta we all gotta pull on the same rope here dude it's the thing yeah. about working in the hospital it's why <laughs> hey bro you're rubbing on something again oh god <laughs> you know so that's why we work on so many work in so many different departments right because everybody's gotta be able to uh you know contribute man yeah dude so what are your uh what are your goals for for the remainder of this year bro um, you know, man, just keep on the track of just trying to achieve optimum well-being, man, you know, and I mean, like I've said, you have you know, the whole depression, anxiety thing, um, addiction and stuff like that. I feel like maybe down the road we can, you know, maybe talk about that a little more and stuff. I feel like we can share more about. Yeah, once uh, you get a little bit more comfortable, bro. Yeah, dude, totally, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Today is a big step you took today. Yeah, dude, it's awesome, man. I'm glad to be here with you, man, for yeah, real. Yeah, you, you working tomorrow? Yeah, bro, I'll be there. You going to be there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll be there. Oh, yeah, man. I look forward to it, man. We'll definitely get to but, uh, you know, wrap it up. But, yeah. I mean, as far as the rest of this year goes, bro, real quick, is just, you know, like I told you, man, I've been, I've been working out like a motherfucker, man. You know, I've been mountain biking. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I've started taking piano if i told you i started taking piano lessons yeah a month and a half ago or so it's going really good man and um 
um just really trying new shit dude like uh honestly though the biggest thing for me my I guess my biggest goal is to get my head right for school i need to get myself clean and serene man you know yeah and uh but that's a whole other thing and like you said you know i'm being a little more comfortable with uh, this sort of thing and you know i'd love to talk more about it with you yeah hey dude what did you think about that mcgregor fight <laughs> dude, i didn't know why i didn't watch it man um you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't want to pay for it. I didn't really um, ask around if anybody was getting it. But I heard what happened. He uh, he broke his foot or something. Yeah, he broke his ankle. Yeah. But, you know, I saw uh, some footy of him of uh, laying in the ring, fucking still talking shit and <laughs> being carried out. <laughs> the so, man, yeah. He's like, <laughs> like, fuck you. I think if they did a fourth... Uh, fourth fight you know i think that's almost in order now don't you think maybe but he's gonna be out for a minute yeah but look, do you think though that he actually uh lost that fight besides his foot breaking was he winning that fight though do you know do you think i'm not sure yeah the people have their opinions and stuff man, you know so it's like you can't really i can't really tell um based on what i'm hearing from people because everybody has their own feelings about it right yeah but that was straight broke first round broke his fucking shit oh his first round too yeah Ooh, that sucks that sucks dude but yeah bro time i guess fucking you know uh working on you know his legs or conditioning or something instead of running his fucking mouth all the time and maybe he wouldn't be in that <laughs> but yeah bro that's how it is <laughs> they gotta sell the tickets bro you know what i'm saying they do man ultimate hype man yeah dude but um yeah dude we're gonna go ahead and wrap this up but before we do um i want to say thank you on behalf of myself on behalf of my co-host gpa man Thank you for being on the show. You know, once you're on the show, your family, bro, you're welcome anytime. Um, is there anybody you want to give a shout out to? The airwave is yours, bro. Honestly, bro, like, I, yeah, man, thank you so much, dude, for this opportunity, bro. And even uh, GPA, I know he's not here, but um, allowing me to, you know, be on here, dude. And I'm re- I really look forward to uh, doing this again, man, especially with GPA here. And, you know, uh, yeah man no dude that's just mad love bro always you know definitely got uh, i'm thankful for family and my friends and you know you bro yeah you all the time dude. i look forward to seeing you tomorrow morning dude, so. yeah bro thank you I man. Got big bro, bro hug for you man i'll be a total bro down in the morning dude. hell yeah dude oh shout out to uh shout out to joe man Oh, for sure. I'm actually going to go uh, ride with him on Thursday, man. I'll definitely tell him, for sure. Yeah, dude, shout out to that guy. That guy's one cool motherfucker, dude. Yeah, he's good people, man. I like that guy. But yeah, man. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the ALR GPA podcast, and we'll catch you guys next week. Amir, thank you very much, bro, for coming into the show, and uh, we'll see you again on this show. Well, thank you so much, bro. I look forward to it, man.